July 3rd, 2019. It's a lot for Pedro's show.
Wofford Peters, your brother Matt. Yeah. Howdy. Well, we're doing a Wednesday. We don't usually do Yeah, Wednesday. shifting gears, holiday, big week. That's right. And also, uh, I was uh, told by Mr. Wolfen that it had to happen today. It couldn't happen on our usual uh, Thursdays. Uh, you were gone last week. You're in B-Day mode, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm still celebrating. Okay. <laughs> but next year, right at the end. You know, yeah. no more. <laughs> had one B-Day a little while ago. It's nightmare coming. But anyway, congrats on you making another trip around the fucking Thank side. you, thank you. And uh, the Love Grotto here at the Pleasure Point is much richer and healthier for uh, it. You know, my life... <laughs> It's way more, much improved by having you in it. Thank you so Back much. Back at you. Thank you. Thank you that uh, um, But it's not just both of us here. We did have the leaf blower. You know, one, yeah. t- one Halloween, Spotsky dressed up as a ninja leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> but he left us. But we're Sheboygan. not alone. Because those uh, software and, uh, developers in Estonia with their magic Skype wear... Uh, we have with us uh, David Schramm. Are you are you talking to us from Hoboken, David? I am the Hello. very one, Hoboken. Right. Mr. Uh, Sinatra's town. Yeah, well, other people live here too. So. <laughs> That's what I hear. And in fact, I hear he doesn't live there anymore. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yeah, in he fact, doesn't live here. He ended up doing a whole Palm Springs thing. Yeah. Yeah, he got out as quick as he could. In fact, you know, there's that yeah. fucking weird ass movie called The Barefoot Contessa. And they oh, made right, a goddamn yeah. statue of Ava Gardner in it. He went and had put that statue in his Palm Spring pad, brother Matt. <laughs> My boss said that Ava Gardner was the woman who broke his heart, mm. and he took care of her a whole time later. Mm. Yeah, isn't that a trip? So, David, I dig the fact that you named your band your pop's name. Yeah, it was sort of an accident. Yeah, well, we that's okay. Do. I would have done the same, but I want to yeah. go way back before the Shrams. I want to. What is your earliest musical recollection? My earliest musical recollection. Ah, my, shit! Before you answer that, I should say that we started the show yeah. off with Baya, oh. with John Coltrane, Thelonious Monk. Those nine months in between uh. his stints with uh, Mr. Davis, where he oh. quit the shit, and that's weird to start a. Show with mm. Baya, but you know, yeah. things work better that way, right? <laughs> and then we had the big stink from the Shram. So I oh. thought, yeah, because it was your shortest tune. I thought, hey, of the the batch that Howard had you flow me. So I know it's from your new thing here. But what is your earliest musical recollection, David? I it might be spinning my mom's Mitch Miller records on the hi-fi in the living room of my house in Levittown, Long Island, yeah. Is that where Lou Reed grew up? Oh, you know, I don't know. I read the I Victor Bach. So. I think so. I've read the Victor really? book. He got sh- uh, shock treatment and shit. I mean, there's a few of these Levittowns. There's, I know, I know uh, we had a guest a little while ago that was in the New Jersey one, right? This guy, he was... In fact, maybe it's the same. You know, I played at the Levitt Pavilion in the Carthur Park last week. Maybe that guy. Maybe that guy's involved. I, I don't it's know. Maybe it's a very common name, but I know about Levittown because it's kind of one of the uh, progenitors of track housing. Yeah, yeah. It was potato fields before it was a uh, suburbia. But before that, you know, if you think it, because I grew up maybe housing military stuff, and I think that's the really beginning paradigm of. Paradigm for fucking track housing. 
Just my stupid personal. So, so Mitch Miller records. So, so uh, your folks were they listeners and players or just listeners? My mom played a little guitar. My my mom's dad uh, was uh, had a polka band. He was a clarinet player. Okay, and so Licorice. he even had some. Yeah, he had records on uh, some seventy eights on OK and on Columbia. Um, which oh, never Columbia! Found. I was yeah. on that label. So yeah. was Howard. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, that's the first record company, so like eighteen eighty eight or some shit. Yeah, like c- cylinders, right? They look like toilet paper rolls. So you have music in your family. What about pop? No, he was an accountant, so that's okay. No, uh, but, but a listener, maybe? <laughs> uh, only as, in as much as he listened to what... Uh, he liked listening to Rosemary Clooney and, uh, you know, big band stuff like that. Okay. Now, your mom yeah. played some guitar. Was there a guitar in the pad? It was. It was an old arch top. Wow. Uh, don't really remember what it was. It might have been a harmony or something like that. Did you start getting your fingers all stuck in it? I did, uh, although when I f- really first started playing in earnest was when my uh, older sister's uh, surfer dude boyfriend left his uh, K acoustic at the house by accident, or on purpose, I don't know. Was it easier to play than the other one? Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. So I, I, what, what about in school? Did, were you part of the choir or the marching band or shit like that? I played the clarinet after my grandfather. Oh, yeah. Artie Shaw. Uh, yeah, you, oh, yeah. Her, her, uh, uh, with the Thundering Herd? Who was that? Her- Woody Herman? Woody Herman, that- right? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You, you know, you don't see a, I guess Woody Allen does a little clarinet. But, I mean, it kind of <laughs> fell out of fashion, but I think that and the oboe could cut through. So you had a lot of band leaders that were clarinet players. I think yeah, one, yeah. one Dorsey brother was a bone, but I think the other guy was clarinet. Mm. Yeah, 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 he was. Like, yeah. Uh, Sinatra, right? Yeah, yeah. They got the, the deal yeah. that couldn't refuse. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, he's, you got Frank under contract. Oh, you used to have him under contract. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what, what about the first fucking record you bought yourself, David? That was Revolver. Beatles. Oh. Yeah, I got Beatles, I got the Revolver. That, but then soon I was after that I was buying, like, Mothers of Invention and Captain B. Fart and stuff like that. So, what, what about um, the first gig you went and saw? Well, that's a meatball. Uh, Catherine Beefheart and Magic Band at Town Hall in 1973. Wow, cool. Whoa. Yeah, it was Clear Spot Tour. It was awesome. It was just Our great. Our came out. Pizza. I'm, Say again? I'm doing the radio show. Hey, Pete. That's my organ man for the second, man. He's a long short. He's on the dock, but he's got sickness. Might not be able to do practice today. Uh, so, so, yeah, I think for that album, it was uh, Ed Marimba on the drum set. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Rocket think, Morton, Zoothorn. Yeah, uh, Rocket Morton on the bass, Zoothorn Rolla. I think the other guitar might have been the Wing. Wing Winged Eel Fingerling? Yeah. No, I think that was, uh, yeah, Elliot Ingber. Yeah, I yeah. think that's him on that record, right? Because uh, Alex shuffled off. <laughs> All the old guys from the desert by that time are gone, right? Yeah, no, the tour was actually it was Zuton Rolo was uh, playing, so just one like, guitar. Yeah, but the album's got two guitars. Yeah, it was two guitars on the tour. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. So it was. Then um, who was the other guy? I'm just curious. It was uh, Rocket and uh, Zuton. Both no, of them. Rocket was on. Oh, was it the one where they had uh, the mother's guy on bass? 
Orjan, yeah. Uh, they called him Orjan, but it was really... Um, was uh, it Hernandez or something? The guy went to jail for being with kids or something. Right, right, right. Look, this interview is supposed to be about you, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm happy to talk about it. You know, I read the Mike Barnes book and I got all into this shit. Reel it back in. Yeah. So, when that boyfriend left that guitar by accident, what, did you appropriate it? I, I guess I kind of did. Okay. It was, uh, yeah. Uh, what did you, uh, in the clarinet, so were you in the marching band, like the football games and shit like that? A little bit, and uh, also in the, you know, the, the band. Right, right, playing. right. So you learned how to read. I learned how to read. Trouble yep. clef. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But did you do the thing on the side, like a basement or a garage band, bedroom band? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a band, um, I don't know, around 19... Well, I gotta ask, because my mind, my, my, mind reading... Uh, Things ain't developed far enough, so I do have to ask some things using words, David. Um, use your words. It's okay. <laughs> so tell me about your garage band. Brother Matt with glasses. This is the first time I've seen this. Yeah, oh, I read now. Reading My garage band was, was, was ill-fated Ill or whatever you were. We, we, when all the other bands were playing Tull and Zep. And uh, or the birds cover oh, band. You mean Jeff mm. yeah. Okay. yeah. So there was a band that would play all the Zeppelin stuff and all the bird stuff, and they would play the Bandmobile out there in the park. Um, we once or only once or twice got to play the Bandmobile and um, didn't get much of a reception because we were playing all original music. Wow! Uh, so you didn't do the thing <laughs> like copying off records. <laughs> we yeah, we were you know, we were copying ideas, but not. Uh, you know, songs. Oh, that was pretty, I mean, about yeah. what period is this, 70s? Yeah, 69 through 72, something that, like that. I, I think there. you guys were, as far as Pedro goes, <laughs> way, very, very evolved. No one yeah. here wrote their own fucking songs when me and D. Boone went to high school. Wow. Well, Just did. Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. Uh, we also had Jello in the band, so. Well, you guys were part of the movement that we want to be part of. We didn't want to be part of the model collecting, you know, like model trains. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like the real thing, but it ain't. <laughs> Look, I'm going to play a song here. It's called I I'll Believe, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh. 
I can stay here in Kent, Ohio forever. I love my classes. I've got smart, creative, passionate friends. I'm living off campus. I have my life down to one electrical plug. I'm on food stamps. I'm acting in a play. And I'm in a band.
can do what I want And I get what I want And if it breaks, I get a new one Always more where that came from If I need a check, I just write a check It's such an easy life Wouldn't that be really nice? And every morning, breakfast in bed If that's what I would like And every evening, adjust the sunset Till it looks
she says, Angel Sane, future faint. She says, Angel Sane, future faint. And she sees nothing but a, I see a brighter day. She says, she says, she says, she says. Watch for Pedro Show. Yeah, that was the Shrams doing I Believe. Not I believe, but I'll believe, mm. like, in the future. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You're hedging. Right, we'll you and uh, Brother Pascal. Uh, Fre- <laughs> Frederick Kimboom, brand new. Uh, Kuruma Lanka, that's a lake in Berlin. Mm. Yeah. Chris Butler, Easy Life. Oh. MB- yeah, uh, Chris Butler had a band called The Waitresses. Billy Fika on drums for a little bit. MB Jones had a poo song with Just an Aberration. Mike Baguetta, he's in Knoxville now with six. That's Roman numeral. I got to tour with him. Yeah. Going back in December. That's where I'm taking direction, but I'm not playing the dead dude, bringing back the old songs. <laughs> I'm fresh. actually taking direction, doing songs nobody heard yet. Uh. Yeah, ain't that true? Yeah, there's actually four ways to do music now, Brother mm. Matt, not just three I found out. I was talking about LA Times. A guy to buy voices... You know, he's working on his 105th record, right? <laughs> Up, Hollywood. Where have you been all my life? Well, listening to all your records. <laughs> he's going to come here for New Year's and do a 100-song gig, 100 song gig at the Roxy. Wow. West Hollywood. A duo de- decibel si- system out of uh, Cleveland with Love Your Mother, brand new. And then finally, She Says, by the Shrams. Okay, so, and, and what was the name of this... Uh, Tragic, ba- you know, everybody's got a, a band in high school, uh, high school and stuff that's not going to last usually, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're all kind of ill fated, or you could say that they're, you know, it's sort of like you broke your leg and now the cast is done. It's time to cut it off. <laughs> oh, maybe so. Yeah. yeah. Or fall asleep with it in the fucking tub like I did. <laughs> you know, fucking dissolves, and then your arm ends up all twisted. Ass. <laughs> I remember, you know, it was set on a hospital boat, right? The one uh. was going on. That's why I came to be uh, here because Vietnam uh, thing. And uh, don't worry, when you're 16, we'll break it again and we'll make it straight. And I was like, fuck, no. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, what was the name of this ill fated band that actually I have a lot of respect for because they were doing fucking original music? Yeah, well, well wait do you hear the name, uh, though. Um, we called it, and this is before we knew about Cash Recall, we called it Citizens Band. Okay. Hmm. Which is kind of a hippie thing. You know Cash McCall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash McCall played on my show a few times. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, Brother, yeah, Brother Man had a blues show on KXLU called The Blues Shift. And a lot of, uh, you know what I found out about yeah. Willie Dixon? Hmm. Like Sun Ra, he went to jail for conscientious objectors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. He was you, a boxer, too. He kicked ass. I know he was a motherfucker, yeah. but deep guy, you yeah. know, just being a bass. But I, I dug deeper because you got me curious, uh. Brother Man. I found that out. I found that out about Sun Ra and John's mm-hmm. book. So, okay, now what happens is, do you go to college? Go to college, yeah. I go to college. Did and you uh, college actually, band? Actually, a couple of, one of the guys, the cello player in that, in that band in high school was at the college that I went to. And so 
we kind of kept going with that same band with mean, a couple of different people. What was people. the lineup of that band? You had you were on clarinet. This guy was on. Uh, no, no, I wasn't playing clarinet in this band. I was playing guitar. Yeah, the only for school you did. Yeah. Clarinet. So okay. did you go only to college? For school, man. Did, yeah. Did you go to college for music, or were you doing other stuff and, and music on the side? Uh, I I went to uh, to to go. To make <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> and I went. I, I had. I got two degrees from this Quaker college in Ohio. Uh, it was uh, music composition and religion and philosophy, and they really are have made me uh, the man I am today. Wait, what's know? a little music school in Ohio? Oberlin, right? Yeah, that's up. That's up in the north. This was a Quaker college down in the south called Wilmington College. Okay. Well, hey, we got a the town next to us. We must. And actually, it's where the harbor started. Phineas Bannon yeah. from Wilmington, Delaware, the yeah. other Yeah, <laughs> yeah when I first came to Kelly, because they bust in guys, you know, in junior high, and like this Wilma, man, she gets around. <laughs> I didn't, you know, the Flintstones that rip off of the Honeymooners cartoon. Everybody had to write it on the wall. Right, right. It was all of them, sometimes really yeah. big. It was like, man, she must be bitching. So, okay, what were your college bands like there, David? Uh, even even crazier, you know. We started doing, you know, we were kind of a jam band. So uh, jam meaning like Grateful Dead. Yeah, kind of deadish. Uh, yeah, almond me, you know. And then we started getting bar gigs in the local town. The so you towns. From, now were you jamming like, uh, but still being creative, or were you like uh, covering Grateful Dead songs? Uh, we weren't covering Grateful Dead songs. We were jamming on our own things, okay. you know. Um, I mean, God help us, I think we even wrote a rock opera. Um, That's Lord. okay. It's really bitching, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's bitching that we started yeah, at Miller, and now we're in psychedelic jam bands. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. But then we started playing these bars around the local, uh, you know, towns where they wanted, southern, you know, I'm southern pop. I'm thinking southern Ohio. Uh, there's a town called Athens, right? Yeah, actually, I was there during the uh, yeah the, the uh, I was we were there. I was there during the big Xenia tornado there. In this, okay, in this. okay. So yeah. this is the place that, that you're playing. I, I got to play there only once, but uh -huh. they said that place was around since the '60s where I played. And well, yeah. I, uh, you know, college towns we don't have a lot of those in California, but they're, yeah. they're, they're interesting. They're a whole kind of a service industry mm -hmm. for yeah. a few years for some <laughs> kids. <laughs> then they get to leave. Yep. Yep. So you play in places like this, and what happens? Well, we started having to play uh, songs that people knew in order ah. to, to uh, yeah. So there was a sort of a change that went on. We started playing, you know, in memory of Elizabeth Reed and things like this, you know, Almond Brothers stuff. Um, no, Louis Louis. No, Louis Louis didn't have to do the frat thing, just the Southern <laughs> Rock thing. And no, no, uh, <laughs> no Mustang Sally. <laughs> I wish. No, actually, we had a, we had a singer in the band, and we we used to do things like uh, uh, Weapon Post, uh, Chain of Fools. Yeah, we had a sort of a R and B singer, so he we did things like Chain of Fools and yeah, Respect. That, that's and great like, too. Yeah, yeah. kind of a slow mo. Mm. A slow mo. So uh, now this is why you're going to school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, do do any of these bands record? Uh, just on to a real, real, you know, stereo, and, you know, the tapes are lost in obscurity, hopefully. No, they went up with that universal <laughs> fire, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> God damn them, you got to get on the class action there. 
No, 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 record, no uh, released recordings at this and, and point. You want to say the name of these bands just for posterior? Uh, we, well, it was still called Citizens Band. It was oh, freaking. wow. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that name Some was so good that you kept it going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I played with a cat from D.C. named Citizen Cope. Hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was a, the, the turntable guy for Basehead. Oh. Mm. I think that guy's a minister now, uh, the Basehead. Uh. So, uh, did that band ever... Well, it might have ended sometime because the Shrams... <laughs> Yeah, it ended when I when I left Ohio. Yeah, okay, I, okay, actually, when you I, left Ohio. I moved up. I moved up to Columbus, Ohio, after college, and then I ran into the people from the UN switchboard. Oh and, yeah, I remember those yeah. cats. In fact, yeah. the main guy ended up working for big labels. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Bob Pfeiffer. Yeah. Pfeiffer, but yep. starts with a P. Mm. So don't uh, exactly. tell me you're uh. supposed to make your mouth like a P, but you say an F. Uh. Pfeiffer. That's <laughs> tough. <laughs> okay, that. That, that's incredible. It was a, a, mainly him and a, and a lady, right? Werner Markarian. And the oh. other dude, the drummer, was the guy who plays in the Shrams, Ron Metz. Oh, wow. So there was yeah, a Yeah, so there's the connection. Yeah. Okay, okay. Our first connection, Minutemen connection, was Stashes and Little Brother. Because everything was there on High Street, right? In front yeah, of yeah, High Street in Columbus. Yep, right. yep. And, uh, yeah. What happened was these guys lied at the record store. They said, there's no gig. Dukowski booked his I'm not even going to say their name because they're such motherfuckers but that, those cats at Stashes what? we'll get you a gig and they put things on the telephone poles right in front of Ohio State I think biggest student body in the country maybe in Ann Arbor maybe and uh, we, we got a gig they're beautiful and so for Doug and he moved up short north all that stuff I kept playing for him he's gone now but I'm going to be there in the fall Columbus again so, oh, okay. Is, is that when the SRAM start? No, that's when I joined the Human Switchboard and started playing bass oh, with okay. them. okay, so that's yeah. how you know him. So he's the drummer man, and so now you're in there. Yeah, I'm in there, and we move up to Kent, Ohio. Right, that, in fact, that's where uh, yeah. uh, Chris Butler, I played. Exactly, yeah. Goddamn small world. <laughs> yeah, small world. Well, you know, you tell people about the old days, there wasn't really that many punk rockers. It was a small... I think in England it was bigger, but here it was pretty small and spread out. Maybe. And so. I can imagine Ohio, what's flat in the middle and round on the ends. <laughs> <laughs> I remember D. Boone bought a Telecaster in, in Kent. Oh. There was a place to play. We only played there once, called Mother's or Mother's... So it was upstairs. Oh, uh, yeah, the numbers band used to play there, right? Yeah. And that's the brother of uh, the pretender singer lady, uh -oh. right? Yeah, uh -oh. yeah. Right, and there was a Beefheart gig that everybody went to, I, I heard. The Perubu guys, the Dead Boy guys, yep. everybody was there. Yep. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, Jan uh, July 3rd. Ooh, <laughs> 2000, I don't want to let go. Special guest, <laughs> David Schramm. Hold tight for hour two. July 3rd, 2019, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. Faith is a dusty word, what did we see in it? Taken by what we'd heard, lost in the sense of it.
Brand new face on the force Tattooed mantle to laugh more Now outside of the bricks I'm pulling in a special guy Red flags in the wind A crooked audience can smile I'm taking it in Connecting faces to the miles I'm starting to core
for Pedro Show. We start off the second hour doing uh, Faith is a Dusty Word from the Shrams and uh, from K way back uh, a song called Golo Sonsa. Not too bad, yeah, right? Okay. Pretty good. Midwestern Medicine, who are actually from Portland, Maine <laughs> with the winking badge after that. Brand new from uh, see, they spell it V-L- V and L V X, but I think the V's are like U's, like Roman uh-huh. style. So that would be unlove, unlux, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No light, right? Latin yeah, yeah, lux. yeah. Okay, 
let me in. And then finally, the Shrams with hearts and diamonds. So tell me about your time in the human switchboard. This is probably when you first, you know, besides playing bars in college towns, you, you start touring, right? Uh, a, a certain amount, not... I w it wasn't a huge amount. We went to Haraz in New York and uh, played wow, in uh, various, you know. Well, all, you know, in the old days, all the tours were about going to the Big Apple and mm -hmm. then coming back. Yep. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Guess, guess, get there and then figure out how to get back. But, you know, you had been doing your own bands, right? You're a citizen and uh, n now you join another cat's band. What was that like? Uh, it was it was, it was was cool for a while. Um, and then... Uh, uh, I realized it didn't want to do it anymore, so I, I left after a bit, moved to uh, uh, back to the New York area, and uh, ended up in Hoboken of all places. I mean, did you do any tour diaries during that time? I don't think I've got any tour diaries. No. Okay. Uh, so do you have any memories or anything? I have. I have memories of uh, uh, sleeping in the back of you know vans and on uh, sticky floors and you know you know the deal you know? <laughs> <laughs> Look, that, 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 that deal never ended for me <laughs> i'm about to do another couple of them coming up no i was just curious because you know everybody's not watched so i, I want to hear another voice sometimes <laughs> because what are we talking we're talking the early 80s right yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Early '80s, and, um, and you know, a lot of this period really ain't that talked about. Yeah, sort of like the post and initial after the initial punk uh, new wave explosion. Yeah, you know, uh, right. It seems I mean, like the conventional yeah. wisdom is Sex Pistols, Nirvana. Kinda, yeah, yeah, but uh, there's a lot of <laughs> yeah, there. nothing in between. <laughs> yep. So what do you think you learned by the sideman experience? Um, well, yeah, there's a whole thing about being a sideman, which is different than being, you know, in the middle of the the vortex. The baloney, you know. we call that the baloney seat. Oh, the baloney seat. Or in Northwest, they call it Lucky Pierre. Oh. <laughs> that's a socket man in a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was, there was good, you know, there was good things about it, you know. Not there's less stress, I guess, than uh, than when you're playing your own stuff and being in the middle of singing the songs, stuff like that. Really? Because uh, I found it even harder because you don't want to let the kids really? down. Yeah. I mean, I I, I want to be buried at sea, but I had this fucking nightmare about a gravestone, and all it said on it was "fucked up a Stooges gig." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never really so had would you those find? Of, never had those nightmares with a watt. <laughs> okay, but I mean, everybody's got their own uh, take on it. So you found it actually a little. And actually, when I get asked that question, that's what they always, before I get to answer, they say it's probably easier, ain't it, Watt? And then I say no, no, because I feel a big weight of responsibility. But uh, when you go back to making your own band, do you think it it changed in some ways? Uh, maybe I was maybe a bit more. Um... Uh, understanding. I don't know. I don't know. Give you, well, you also went to another sideman job with Ira, right? Yeah. Well, there was a couple of things going on. I did. I did a. Uh, I was in a band with uh, uh, Ira and Georgia. Um, that we we uh, were the band for John Clagis from the Individuals. Um, oh wow! That, I remember. Wow. Yeah. So I Ira played guitar in a long time. <laughs> yep. 
Okay. Uh, Georgia played drums. I played bass still there. So, uh, whoa, uh, yeah. That so like? that was good. Uh, that was it. Was fun. It was you know, it was fun. And then, no. Like I said, how did you get into bass? I mean, you know, I got a kind of prejudice there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, I got into bass just because. That's Nobody we, else would rock it. I hear that now. You know. <laughs> no one else would play the damn bass. So you know, you know, no, it's not true. Um, I had a bass, so maybe that's part of it. And I liked playing bass. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. Fingers being pick or both down there. Fingers What's pick, that? Fingers pick or both. Always fingers. I never used to pick. Oh, um, all right. So I, mean, I, like, uh, I like pick too, but I can't use it, Art. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I used I've used picks since then, but you know, when I was playing with those guys, I was you know. I found out. I, had to, I found so out to use pick. You got to be at it, man. It's quite a skill. And fingers, yeah. you don't have to worry about losing pick. Well, maybe a little. Watch. Mm-hmm. I remember my wood shop teacher, Mister Bow, with today's lesson: safety. You know, he holds up eight <laughs> fingers. <laughs> That's why he's teaching. <laughs> so, wow, uh, being a bass player in a band, did you find it different than being a guitar man? Oh yeah, yeah. I was, but you know, there's just something that's very satisfying about holding down the fort. Yeah, and okay. sometimes not holding down the fort. You know, <laughs> Jack Bruce. <laughs> yeah, and uh, actually, I did this really silly thing in college. I took a wood shop course or something, and I built a base. Whoa! So I had this had this fretless base made out of teak and ebony and all the crap, and uh, wow. it was crazy. It was John Epps built his first base. I don't think he oh, really? I didn't teeth, know that. Yeah, I read this shit. I think he used wood from his fireplace or some shit he was saying. Like, but he was like a teenager. Yeah. Not a, you know, a skilled or anything. But his first base was handmade. Wow. Yeah, cool. Mine, mine was from a pawn shop. I didn't know what a base really was. At first I played a guitar with four strings for about four years. <laughs> and I saw this thing with big-ass cables. It was like, whoa, that's, that's why there's only four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wow, that's interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but how how did the thing with Ira come about? Well, you know, living in Hoboken, and you know, we we would play uh, uh, not just music, but we would play softball every Sunday down at the field next to the power plant, and uh, sort of the whole music scene um, and the periphery would gather and, and play softball every Sunday, and. Uh, Got to know a lot of different people that, that not just through going to Maxwell's and other places around, but also just by hanging in. Sure, and a lot of that fell them. apart, right? Because it got gentrified and expensive. I think Steve, Steve Shelley still lives in Oakland. Mm. Maybe so. Yeah, uh, Ira and Georgia moved out, so people had to or move up the, the river and shit to Hudson. And... Yeah, some people move up in New York State. Some move in Manhattan. Some in the Brooklyn. You know. Manhattan. I thought that's mm-hmm. even more expensive. Yep, yep. Oh, wow. So so you're saying there was a lot of connection. It was a healthy scene. And I, I do remember. I do remember. Mm-hmm. It didn't last long. Damn it. No, no. What what does? And what, why? What does? What? I'll tell you what does. Brother Matt Spinside. Come and bring Brother Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another pilot there. Sorry, Brother Matt. <laughs>
Brother Matt, yeah. what made you do what you just did to us today with your spin cyclist? Well, uh, some of the Captain Beefheart conversation earlier yeah. kind of helped. And uh, having some new meat puppets still. Um, and then also had some Al Scorch. Remember yeah. him? Yeah. Right, right. Chicago blues, banjo yeah. man. You think Cat Beefheart kind of made it crazy? I mean, safe to be crazy with music? He seemed like he showed people it's okay. But at the same time, with the Howlin' Wolf voice and all the blues, mm. it was a weird mix, huh? I think that blues kind of made it more uh, accessible for some people. Whereas Mothers <laughs> had some doo-wop kind of trip. There was something about the... Boyne, even John Fogarty, right? The Boyne and the Thornton. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, David? What's your ideas on that? Uh, uh, definitely the Howlin' Wolf made it accessible for some of us, but uh, it was the the weirdness and the, uh, I don't know, it's the uh, 
freeing from the what is it? What do they call it? The mama beat. Yeah. Yeah. So get the so, baby beat. So uh, John French and uh, Mr. Trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible, kind of. You know, when I play with El Sonia de Mayan, those two Italian, they do times like that. I like to listen to it, but it's fucking hard work. Yeah, yeah. Polyrhythmic or non-rhythmic or whatever you want to call it. Five yeah. sevens. Got this last, I did an album with him back in January, and one of them was an 11. You know. Yeah, yeah. Don't think about it. Just do it. Just like the Taco Taco Burrito thing. Yeah, but Taco Taco Burrito, was, that's for the uh, Balkan. I had to use a little mnemonic device to stay in time for 7-4. I used Taco Taco Burrito. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> something. Something's just filling all the holes with the riff. You know? <laughs> right? I think that's how the Pink Floyd did the five thing with money. Huh? Sometimes if you do atmospheric guitar stuff, you just sort of float on top and don't worry about it. Well, he asked Mr. Zuhoro yeah, yeah. to float that note, right? <laughs> That's right, and he I did, think yeah. He, he ended up calling it's his book note. that. He, yeah, he, he made a book, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I, he lives in Eugene, Oregon. And, and you could get lessons from him on YouTube.com. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't shit you. Okay. So, you know, when I think of the Hoboken bands of those days, it didn't seem like maybe they were listening. To, they were like me. They listened to Cab B far, but maybe they, there was kind of a pop thing, right? Oh yeah, sure, yeah. Boston, Boston, uh, Boston too. What they call it? Tweed. Tweed. Uh, well, I don't know what they called it. Yeah, well, I remember yeah. those days because me and D. Boomer, yeah. you know, we found out punk was more than just a band. You made a label too, so we uh, caught on to other people's scenes and uh, stuff like that, and. To me, music at the bottom of the line, music's music, rhythms, notes, words, laugh, mm-hmm. cry, and all that. Yeah, and genre and all that shit's to make a marketing man's job easier. And I think it's our job to make his job fucking harder. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Brother Man, we're at the end of the second hour. July 3rd, 2019 edition of the Watt for Pedro show. You won't find any tanks rolling on the grass here. <laughs> Hold tight. Hour three. July 3, 2019, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. He wants to know just what good youth is when all your dreams are dying. A waste of all the days you left me, long since left to lie in. Such neglect. And after all, it's nothing real It's only just a kind of make-believe He used to be a firm believer
fists up high. I got my fists up high. Raise them up.
show we start third hour with shrams doing good youth another umbrella late great richard garrett just enough bob lee's going to be putting together a big thing i can't be part of because oh uh, yeah touring uh, uh, lottery uh, yeah some kind of lottery kind yeah. of thing Loteria. yeah the, the nella that's right yeah dave travis mm. good cat crane with uh, the deception of bad love 
Yeah, but like, what's the other virtue? <laughs> okay, Danko Jones, another Jones. Ah, but this guy's from uh, Canada. Danko, fist up high. Ooh, got aroused. <laughs> the coat hangers follow me. Uh, bodegas light up in Land Empire, huh? and then finally spent from the Shrams. I thought that was that was good booking, you know, good youth, and then spent. <laughs> That's like a lot of cash here, right? We're peaking at 12th grade. Yeah, there's bam. Time for the phone pile. <laughs> so let's get caught up on the SRAMs, you know, since uh, that's your current right. trip. Yep. Uh, well, I uh, started playing with Ron uh, Metz uh, with the UN Switchboard, and uh, he came out and lived in New York as well, and we started playing music together um, in Hoboken. Um, yeah, yeah, and now then we started, we hooked up with Al Greller, who was, uh, playing with Peter Stample and the Bottle Caps, um, still played with them for a while. And was that uh, one of the DBs? No, no, that was Peter Holzapple. Okay. Um, Peter, <laughs> Peter Stample, <laughs> that's okay, that's a lot of Peters around. Peter Stample was in, the uh, Holy Model Rounders for a that's while. That's right, that's was, right. Yeah, yeah. Which freaked out the hippies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, Michael yeah. Hurley and, yeah, Joe Carducci hit me that. Yeah. Mike Earl Early, yeah, he's gone. So, so you, you, you think it was really important you serving that time with uh, in this human search switchboard? That's why you it sat on him. Uh, it, was, it was important. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, uh, it was nice to hook up with Ron, and, and eventually we formed an alliance. Right. That was good. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, other people floated in. Um, we had... Uh, before Al joined, we had Mike Lewis, who played on the first Yola Tango record. Right, right. Um, he did half the first record, and then moved to Boston. And then Al, that's when we hooked up with Al. Okay. Uh, and people, he was saying it's about three months worth of recording over 12 years. Something like that. And it was I, I don't, <laughs> didn't take notes. Yeah, of course. Just, yeah. just, to, just a broad outline. Well, some people, you know, they do it in an afternoon. Some people, it's three months. Yeah, in twelve years. Yeah, whatever it takes. I have projects that are like that too. So, uh, and and then you're the producer, man. No, uh, JD Foster. Produced oh wow, it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, awesome, awesome guy. Yeah, much respect. He's done Calexico and uh, yeah, Mark Rebo Joey. And, yeah, you know yeah. Joey's from the Hill. Oh, oh, brother, man. oh wow, Pals Verdes. Uh -huh. Yeah, very cool people. Mm. Arizona man. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, plans. You want to uh, tour this? Say again, what? Tour. Tour the album, oh, right? tour. Uh, well, you know, we kind of were so focused on releasing. We didn't really talk to anybody about setting anything up. We were uh, kind of never did a lot of touring in the States. We did more stuff in Germany and Austria and places like that. So um, we don't really have that all hooked up. For this record, we'll probably do something for the next record, um, which we're going to start recording at the end of the summer, I think. Yeah. Now, is this going to take another 12 years? No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's okay. it's okay. This one will be an instant record, so to speak. Yeah. I want to play this song, New England. Cool. Thank you. 
has faded to Canada. Slowly frustrated, a shadow, shadow of, and darkness comes falling, but shallow.
There's nothing more beautiful than when two people fall in love. Exchanging text messages meet me in the alcove. He had waited for so long he felt nervous and scared. And the way she held her breath, she heard his footsteps on the stairs. I want to hold you. I want to hold you in my arms tonight. I want to hold you. I want to hold you until everything is alright. Met one summer evening during a rainstorm in the park. That one chance encounter. Oh yeah, 
Well, for Pedro Show's last music for this edition, The Shrams with New England. Peter Wilde, after that, Two People in Love, The Leftist, Part-Time Punk, A.B. Normal, Dumb Dumb mm-hmm. Variations, and finally, Wild Innocence, The Shrams. I mean, how, how young were you when you wrote that song? Oh, uh, how young was I? Uh, you were probably less younger. I was less younger, yes. Let's see, Wild Innocence, that's probably somewhere in 1994, something like that. I probably wrote it around 1994, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm So I was 40? Yeah, yeah. So I, Yeah, so I'm starting on that crisis thing, about to get the little convertible and the new girlfriend. <laughs> and yeah. You know, I wrote a whole opera about being middle-aged punk rock. It was more like 50, but... I'm, yeah. I'm curious about when you when what makes you uh, well first does the music come first or the words? Well, that's the weird thing. It comes the music comes first. Although I'd rather write the other way, but I never really I never really get there. So uh, I've had a couple of situations where people have given me lyrics to to write music to, and it's always like a great joy to do it that way. But to do it the other way around is the way I usually do it, with the music coming first and then figuring out what I'm saying. What comes last, title? Uh, no, that's different every time. See, I ask that because I always have to start with the title or I got no focus. Oh, cool. Nice. You know, like but that, that old joke, right? These two guys are driving around with a camera and they, they meet these ladies, two ladies, and they said, look... You can use this camera to take our picture, but first you got to focus. And they go, both of us? <laughs> I know, that's terrible, but that's where I got my email address. <laughs> that's t- terrible. Where can people find you on the Internet, David? David, right. where can people find you on the uh, Internet? Uh, well, there's the shrams.com. There's a so spell Facebook that, T-H-E-S-C-H-R-A-M-M-S. Com. So T H E. Yeah, and then you can get to whatever fake look, shitter, instant. Yeah, you can put your fucking flyers up on all those different kinds of telephone poles. But the idea of you having your own website—that's like having your own fanzine, man. No middleman, no filter. So I always do a big recommend on that to people. Sure, you you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I thought that was the future. Everybody would have their own site. I didn't know everybody would go hang out at these fucking Mersh malls. Uh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but look, now that I just gave some advice, what about somebody younger getting into those racket? What would you tell them if they asked you for advice? On on what? On, <laughs> I didn't catch. <laughs> on on getting you know, into bass, social media. Oh, band, music. Sausage whistle, liquor <laughs> stick, whatever. I think they should just start playing and listening and uh, maybe not even, I'm not sure they should take lessons. They should just listen and try to play what they hear and maybe it'll come out different and that'll be good. That's you know good what I mean? advice. That is yeah. really good advice. Just listen, try something, and maybe it'll come out good. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like skateboarding, if you fall down, get back up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't mean to put a little appendage on your little mannequin. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Your, your, your advice mannequin. <laughs> no, go with it. <laughs> okay. It's a big donkey dick. It's all on the front. Uh, so in the next plan, it's not torn. It's just this guy is kind of done deal now. 
you've cleared it out and what you're focused on now is now you got a full-time new bass man right so that's what the next yeah. album right yeah we're just gonna we're gonna play some gigs around new york and maybe the east coast um maybe new we england maybe new england <laughs> yeah. i know a song you should open up with <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. What, what about where are you going to record do you have plans is it going to be back in brooklyn Probably so. If he'll have us back, it was a great place, amazing place. Yeah, he's guy's got great ears, and uh, the place is amazing. There's, there's a amazing uh, um, library of guitars and amps and keyboards that you can just sort of go like kid in the candy store. And you don't have to bring your own <laughs> shit. That's schlep. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've recorded twice only in Brooklyn. One was at the Studio G. Yeah, with Tony. Yeah. Tony Mamoni, Joel Hamilton. You know, both of them, they have two of them, so maybe that's two different things. But then once, a while ago, a little bit at Martin Bisi's pad, it was oh, an Evo album with Sonic Youth. and Like, he had no booth. Mm. The, the, the desk was in the middle of the fucking room. <laughs> and uh, Sonics, when you do a cover song, they asked me to do some Kim Fowley thing. Mm. Bubblegum. Frankenstein. And uh, they play along to the record. Mm. <laughs> oh. I said, aren't you guys going to play with me? I oh, don't worry, Watt, we'll put it on later. And I'm playing the fucking record. <laughs> okay. So that's my Brooklyn experience. <laughs> well, man, I hope it comes out half as good as this fucking album, because you really did a cool. good job. I, I really dig this. And big thanks for Howard to connecting this all up. And your journey, you, through, your, your journey through music, a very interesting one. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, you never wanted to let it go. No, no, no. Keep going. Forge ahead. So that that's some advice too. Yeah. Because yeah. you know Arthur Rambo, right? Two years he was done. He wanted to run guns. Oh right, I didn't know that. Yeah. Elvin Jones had the oxygen tank on stage. He wanted to keep going. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're more like that. Yeah. Hopefully it won't come to that, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that too. We keep on pushing, Dave. Thanks so much for being on the show. Big honor. Thank you guys, Brother Matt. Thank yeah. you for being such a Essential Aiden and a better. Certainly. People, Pleasure. Good fourth tomorrow. It's yeah. been the Ju July Safety 3, 2019 edition. Watch from Pedro. Sure, keep your powder dry. Yeah.